Man Overboard I have had a passion for sailing from the time I was a good enough swimmer to get halfway across the pond swimming any fashion, my mother's test for being allowed to take our boat out alone. The first boat was an eight-foot sailing dinghy. I sailed, sometimes with my mother, sometimes with my brother, often alone. Then we got a bigger boat, Sixteen and a half feet overall, a decked-over, double-ended, sloop-rigged French dory with a keel. Her hull was black, her decks pale green, and her sails, once blood-red, had faded to raspberry. We named her Corsair, Pirate, but our friends who had more staid class boats dubbed her Corsage. The summer that I was 13, I raced twice a week, Wednesday and Saturday afternoons in the big pond. We all raced in all weathers short of a full gale. The small craft warning flag had to be flying from the Coast Guard station to cancel a race. A dead calm just made the races longer, trickier, and if possible, more cutthroat. Corsair was too heavily ballasted to be swift but she was stalwart in heavy weather, and she could point higher, sail closer to the wind, than any other boat on the pond. Whoever raced her needed one top-notch crewman to handle the jib. The summer was sliding by faster and faster. It was the fourth week of August. My 15-year-old brother had been off at camp all summer, and now he was due home with a friend. They'd probably want a race without me. How I wanted to sail this race. If glory was to be had at the end of the racing season, the boat and skipper of the winning race were honored. If Corsair did well this Saturday, we had a chance at being second best for the whole summer. But if my brother and his friend raced, I'd be out of the picture. Oh, I did so want to be there to be mentioned when Corsair got her second. And then, oh, lucky me, my brother got invited to crew on the boat that had won most of the races that summer, and he accepted with delight. That meant I could race Corsair. But a crew. Everyone who was any good was already crewing for someone else. There was only this unknown, this friend my brother had brought home from camp. He could swim, but he had never even been on a sailboat, not once in his entire life. I despaired. I called everyone I knew who had ever crewed. Finally, I asked my mother, Will you crew for me Saturday? Oh, no, dear. I think you'd better ask our house guest. We can't desert him Saturday. And your brother's promised to crew for Charlie Miller. But he doesn't know anything. I need a good crew. My mother was firm. Finally, I had no choice. I had to ask my brother's friend, Herb. Sure, he said, just tell me what to do. Well, at least he understood enough to know that the skipper was boss and he was willing to try. And come to think of it, he treated me like a person, not just like someone's bratty little sister. Saturday was cloudy and overcast with a stiff breeze. Not enough wind to discourage anyone, at least anyone who was a serious racer, 
and not bright and beautiful enough to bring out all the people who just wanted to sail and always got in the way of the races. So far, so good. The race began at two o'clock. I rigged the jib, pulled up the mainsail, cast off the mooring and got us away and threw the channel into the big pond. Fifteen minutes to the starting gun. Four, one, three, two. A member of the race committee was shouting through the megaphone. What's that? my crew asked. The course. The race buoys are numbered. We always start off into the wind so we have to tack. Go back and forth. This guy really didn't know anything. Just do what I tell you to do and do it fast. I'll explain later. Okay. We were in a good spot when the gun went off. We were third over the starting line, and one and two were only thirty long seconds ahead of us. I managed to take advantage of Corsair's pointing ability on the first leg, and we were doing well. The field of twenty boats was all over the place, but it looked like we were second and gaining by the time we got to the running leg. Now, you have to understand, when a boat runs before the wind, wind directly behind, you move fast, and of course that's what you want to do. If you have a centerboard, you pull it up, thereby having less resistance. We had a keel that slowed us down some. A jib, that little sail out in the front of the boat, was relatively useless unless you could wing it out so that it was on the opposite side to the mainsail. We had no such fancy things as spinnakers. Winging out the jib was a special job. The crew had to crawl up on deck in front of the mast and hold the jib out at the end of the boat hook. Well, my crew managed that tricky maneuver, and now we were neck and neck with the lead boat as we approached the next-to-last buoy. Things were going to get tricky again. We had to jibe around that buoy, let the wind take the sail from behind, and head immediately tacking for the finish line. If we did a good job and the other boat messed up or was slower or couldn't point as high, we had a chance at winning. When I yelled, jibe ho, I instructed my crew, unhook the jib, come aft on the side of the boat where the sail is now and haul in the jib as fast as you can. Remember, come aft on the same side as the sail is now. Sure, skipper was the reply. It was going to be tricky. I was as close to the buoy and to the lead boat as I could get and still be sure of a clear jibe around the buoy. Jibe ho! I yelled and pulled the tiller to me. The sail swung over and out fast. The boat turned around the buoy with about two inches to spare, but she wasn't riding, coming up. And suddenly I realized why. I saw my crew's legs dangling in the water of the big pond and saw him hanging from the mast. Corsair hit her rival and then hit the buoy. My crew had misunderstood and tried to come aft on the wrong side of the boat. The boom and sail had knocked him into the water and his grab for the mast made me hit both buoy and rival. He let go of the mast and splashed into the water. The boat righted. Too late disqualified on three counts, two fouls, and a man overboard. My anger 
and frustration. I'd almost had the lead. I'd skippered the best race of my life. I had a chance of winning, and this dolt, this idiot, this moron who couldn't follow a simple command had ruined it all. I hauled him out, though I really wanted to leave him spitting and floundering in the pond. I got out of the way of all those boats still fortunate enough to be in the race. The sail back to the mooring and the trip home, hitchhiking, were horrible. He was wet and cold and miserable and probably thought I'd dumped him on purpose. I was angry, frustrated, and my summer's hopes dashed by this dumb landlubber. It was our first most serious quarrel.